Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Darren Cooney and today I'm joined by Michael Gannon and James Flynn to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today we salute the champions on their eight in a row success. We examine Peter Law's congratulations to the champions and his healthy margin comment. We ask should there be a Guard of Honour Ibrox on Sunday. We discuss Lenny's corner joy and ask if sexy football is back at Celtic Park and we delve into the truth about that Josie Mourinho link. Okay guys, right, first of all, of course... Let's talk about Celtic's eight in a row uh, victory that they achieved on Saturday at Aberdeen. Michael, were you there? Uh, I wasn't, no. Um, before we congratulate Celtic, congratulations to yourself for getting to that intro. <laughs> <laughs> After ten attempts, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I've seen the game Saturday. Um, I thought it was like, once Celtic scored the first goal, I thought it was a terrific performance to get the job done. Um, and they've actually made it look fairly straightforward. I know that it's been a bit laboured at times in recent weeks, but the team's running the fumes. But I think it's been a quite an impressive um, stride for the line. I think, I mentioned before, a couple of the draws they picked up on the way wouldn't have happened if they hadn't won that old firm game. Um, they stepped up for the big games when they mattered. The Kelly game, the Aberdeen game, were, were, were difficult games and they got the job done for the second half. On Saturday, I thought they were, they were really impressive and done it in style. Mm. Um, and you've got, you, you've got to say it's a, a tremendous achievement this year. You think of all the things thrown at Celtic this year yeah. in terms of the manager looking for an escape hatch and from August, uh, hard not in the job anymore. The recruitment uh, or two, at least two windows was fairly abysmal. The injury list was horrific. I mean, you look at the players that have missed this season, sizable chunks, ones that have played through injuries. Um, I think when you take a look at the whole big picture, I think it's been a, a pretty magnificent achievement to get to um, the title uh, in such comfortable fashion, you've got to say. You know, a nine-point gap I think slightly misleading. Like I said, those, those draws, I think, wouldn't have happened without the the win uh, against Rangers at Tilly Park, which effectively won the title. Yeah. So I think it's been a bit of a cruise, but it could have been really, really difficult. Yeah. James, do you think the kind of psychological trauma suffered by the Celtic players has been kind of dismissed in all this, and not really the the full gravity's not been grasped? I think so. I mean. As Michael just reamed off all the, the the episodes that have happened this season, it has been a really, really, really hard-fought season. And the, the manner in which Brendan Rodgers left, I mean, he left with almost no notice. We had a game the very next day and it was it was left to Neil Lennon to come in and pick up the pieces. So I think that, that's been underplayed. But I think also what has been underplayed as well is the, the job that Neil Lennon's done. I mean, there, there couldn't have been worse circumstances for him to come into the job, you know, with so much at stake and with lots of difficult ties and with as Michael was saying, the injury list and the, all this, you know, you don't know how the squad are going to react to Brendan Rodgers walking out. Um, and I think to sort of plaster and tape it together and really drag us over the line in these last few few weeks has been has been a phenomenal achievement. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's been received 
rather, you know, it's a bit of a muted response to amongst some section of supporters. Is that fair or have I just spoken to the wrong supporters and it's not a true reflection of how they feel? No, I think I think Neil Lennon deserves credit for the job that he's done. And, and I think people are really, I'm personally, I'm really happy with the job that he's done and I'm pleased that he came in when he did and he deserves a lot of credit and a lot of gratitude mm-hmm. for it. I think some people, and myself included, are nervous that he's just automatically going to walk into the role next season based on what he's done here. And I think that's probably why people are muted. They don't want to, don't want to be too enthusiastic, maybe, for Neil Lennon in case that looks like an endorsement for next year. And what, what's wrong with that? Why, why would they feel that way then, and yourself included? It, I, I think Neil Lennon is an on is on on the job interview at, at the moment, and uh, and it's, he's done well, and he's. As I say, under the circumstances, he's done really well. But you at least want to see a recruitment process. I do a recruitment process of some description. Yeah. You know, you want to see other people spoken to. And then if you've spoken to other candidates and after everyone you've spoken to, it turns out that Neil Lennon is still the best guy, then by all means give him the job. But I don't think automatically just giving him the job without speaking to anyone else is, is necessarily the way to do it. If, if Neil Lennon wasn't Neil Lennon, right? See, he was some trendy German manager, right? Who, who got dropped in a day's notice. Mm. back in February and achieved what sort of achieved since then would there not be a karma to give him the job full time? Maybe but also the, the question can be asked if Brendan Rodgers left at the end of the season and didn't leave the way that he left would Neil Lennon's name even be in the frame for the Celtic well, job? It was the last time he was going to be the last time before he just got up so it would have been in the frame again I just don't I know, know if there'd be I don't know if there'd be much support though for Neil Lennon No, no I just, I'm not playing devil's advocate I just think that there is a kind of uh, I don't know Familiarity beats contempt sometimes. Yeah, and there's always if it was if it was, if it was a David Wagner or any any kind of trendy foreign boss who came in and got that job done, I think there'd be people singing his name and, and demanding that he gets a contract. No, I think they're probably um, I think they're probably right. On uh, because it's Neil Lennon, yeah, people know him and, and uh, they almost take him for granted a wee bit. I think I think they won't know. I, won't, I don't think people maybe realise a job done in this last couple months until maybe there's distance between it. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple years time, they maybe they'll appreciate it more. Um, then again, Lennon quite possibly more than likely get the job and then the moves on and yeah. it comes of eventually but it'll come to an end at some point. Yeah, and there's a recognition the fans go, right, this is our guy, yeah. let's yeah. get behind him. Yeah, but um, I think City think fans have got a bit blasé, haven't they? I think in recent years, I think that, what's it, 14 titles in 20 years or something mm. like that? There's a whole generation of, of and by the way, the other six titles, that some would argue that they were thrown away by Celtic. I'd argue they should be scrubbed from the record. Let's not go there. Too late. You already have. So you talk about that's a generation. That's a, I mean, twenty years is a long time for that for that to, to happen. So people are kind of used to it. Um, so there isn't that outpouring of, of emotion. Plus, it's like I say, we're from Arty since, since March. Um, I think there's just there's a lot on the line on next next year and the next two years, isn't yeah. there? Oh, there's, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot on the line, um, and I think. Like I say, it's not necessarily that Neil Lennon isn't the man for the job because you're right, there's always, you know, it's very easy for people to say, oh, I don't want Neil Lennon, I want, and then you go, well, who do you want? Oh, just some foreign manager that's won something Some's somewhere. Trendy, yeah. yeah, yeah, but, you know, I think for, from my point of view and for a lot of Celtic fans, you want to see a recruitment process. And if it ends up that Neil Lennon is the guy for the job, like Dan says, we're all going to get behind him and he's the guy. Yeah, it's, it's mitigating and risk, isn't it? Um, the Celtic roll the ice and go for somebody trendy. I'm not going to listen, we'll get to that later on, but they're not going to get a, a, a real A-lister in uh, that job. I don't think, like I read in Rogers, I don't think that's going to happen again. The stars aligned for that one. Um, so therefore, you're, you're taking a notch down in terms of uh, in profile. Is that a gamble? Is, is Lenny a, a, a less of a gamble? 
that's the decision they made in the, the border of the far head. Right, okay, well without accelerating through the whole script, Michael, we will return to that later. <laughs> right, yeah. But uh, let's return to the Celtics title that they, uh, they sealed on Saturday, and Peter Lowell has given his reaction to it today. And it goes back to, again, the reaction from the fans and how the, the, the success has been received when he said they won it by a healthy margin, which was 12 points on Saturday when it was clinched. And you've looked back at last year, Michael, and you can fill us in the stats. Well, Celtic have already got two points more than they achieved all of last season. 84 points on the board this year, and they managed 82 the whole of last year. So it's been that's impressive. Like I mentioned before, in circumstances, it's actually quite extraordinary. The run since Christmas has come back from winter break has been exceptional. Um, and there hasn't really been a, 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 a cut-off point after Rodgers left that's been maintained. Or right, a couple of draws here and there, but like I say, a lot of them, two of them are after the, the, the table was done. Um, but it's a heck of an achievement, 84 points already. Uh, and two more than last year, with two games to go. That's not to be sniffed up. Yeah, and, and also, I, I know a lot of Celtic fans won't admit this, but Rangers are better well, the, than yeah, this right. season well, than Aberdeen point, were last season. Points, They're just a better wise, team. Points-wise, have improved. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the healthy margin is, is not quite snide enough to be the kind of the line. That you're, you're usually a line there that just like... Kind of it just stops short, hasn't it? Yeah, it's just, I mean, you're thinking, is that, is that, a, is that a response to the, the tangible reach yeah. from, uh, from Dave King? Um, healthy margin, tangible reach. Not, we're not quite the knife and the, the side that you expect from. Yeah. I mean, it could, sometimes I mean, it, it could end up more. You know, we've, we've still got to go to Ibrox. We well, could end up double figures before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, if it does end up double figures, I mean, we've already discussed everything that went wrong for Celtic. And this is probably out of the eight. This is probably the hardest fought title I can really remember, given all the turmoil that's came about. But you know. Rangers pushed the boat out for Steve Gerrard they pushed the boat out for all these players you know they, they reduced Celtic's capacity so they could sell more they squeeze as much juice out of that lemon as they possibly can and everything's gone wrong for Celtic that it possibly could so yeah. you wonder in the link to next season what are they? What can they do to close this this healthy margin I, I don't know if there's much it's a healthy margin but it, healthy margins in, in football doesn't take much I mean Celtic win the last two games, what, 90 points, wins the league, which is pretty much the average 90, early 90 points is winning the league most years. Um, so, I mean, you look at the, the close competitor, Rangers need to find probably, they may end up with 80 odd points, they need to find 10 points to really, really challenge. 10 points over the course of a season. When you look back at some of the Rangers' results, it doesn't take much to find 10 points. Hmm. Um, okay, okay, but, so, uh, but that's on the presumption that Celtic are going to remain static and Rangers are going to improve their season by ten points. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so that leads us on nicely then to every window prior to every window. You think Celtic are going to spend big, hmm. and they don't. Okay, Orson Edward record signing, nine odd million. But given that they raised seven odd million from Rogers' departure and his backroom staff, nineteen point. Eight million for Dembele, mm. uh, seven million for Armstrong, laddie laddie da. Van Dyke kickback as well. Van Dyke seven million or whatever it was the sell-on clause. Potentially Dembele kickback. Is is Dermot going to be prompted into action when you also factor in Rangers' tangible reach? Well, one thing I will say is you can mitigate. You know, if if, if you're going to go down the road to Neil Lennon, who is is a fine football manager, but he's not like as you said, box office. We're not going to get that again. Maybe we won't. We won't. But you could you could mitigate that slightly by really backing him in a way that you, you haven't really backed Brendan in the last two windows. 
know, because he hoovered up so much of the money himself. Yeah. yeah. So if you look, at, if Neil Lennon goes like, I need five players, you know, I need five five million pound players. You know, maybe Brent Dermot could say, well, look, we're not spending the money on Brendan. We've got this money sitting here, but we're going to make a push for it. And you could mitigate having maybe a slightly poorer manager by having better players on the field. Right. Do you think they will, Michael? I think I think there's a recognition about how important, you touched on it, James, as well, that this next two years are huge in terms of Celtic's overall um, history and everything else. So now would be the time to do it. Um, I think there has to be has to be a little bit of tweaking done in, the, in terms of Celtic's business. The, the squad is bloated beyond belief. Yeah. Wage bill is, is massively um, out of kilter with what they've got for the, for the money. I, mean, I, I think it's, it's, big, it's 59 million pound wage bill. A lot of this bonuses, remember, as well. Um, it's coming to success. But the wage bill is, is high for what they get for it. Yeah. I think I think that will clear. Some of the lot of players leaving are on a lot of money as well. Um, so I think if they can get to a point where they've got, I still think get a start in eleven. They're all on thirty-five grand a week. I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll cost the league for a start. But it's, I think you've got to look at Europe. You've got to give them a better chance. I think that was Ben Rodgers. I think was quite within his rights to 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 be fairly. That's what he went for. Some players he went for. I think were a bit a bit daft to be honest with you. But he was within his rights to be feel a little bit aggrieved at the way that they didn't really tool up in time for the European games. And that's the ones I think. Are crucial for Celtic. The league will take care of itself. Celtic will have enough quality to compete for the title next year. Like, you can't tell me they can get they can get ninety points this season with a reserve team. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure they can get the same again next year with a, a, a stronger starting yeah. yeah. and, and squad. So it's all about Europe. So we're getting players that are capable of getting through the qualifiers. And listen, the Champions route is still there. I don't buy this three or five years. No, so the Champions route presents a great opportunity. So well, it's open. It will get slammed shut in the next couple of years. So they should be getting to the Champions League. I don't buy this. It's a, I know it's four games. I know it's tough. I know it's early. Celtic have got enough to get to that Champions Group stage yeah. as a minimum. So Celtic's budget would have dwarfed like oh, Athens, would it not? It's not a oh, we should have won. Oh, Athens, Athens, Athens they'd spend a lot of money in, in Greek terms and European terms, but they're, they're comparable at best. And it turned into the door. Turned out they're honking. Turned out they're fairly honking. Um, so the, the, that's to be the, 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 the bare minimum, I think. That's the bare minimum target to get to that group stage. Uh, and as we get the players that they can get on there, the problem I've got is when you start to go in that market, see that 35 grand to 60 grand a week category, you find yourself in a market with a lot of these English reserve players that yeah. are a lot of money, aren't they very good? Yeah. And you get a, a, a backup right back in England getting 40 grand a week, sitting on a bench all week for, for Southampton or whatever, turns out to be not very good. Um, that's where they need to find somebody who is on that upward arc that wants to get to England, but who may be earning five grand a week somewhere. And, and, France or Spain or Croatia or all that stuff, give them 35, incentivise them and get them anything, get the 100 grand a week on England. Like we've seen before, that's the only guys they want to get. Find them is a different ballgame. So, so maybe that was the problem with your point, Jamie, the fact that you said if they get five, five million pound players, if you're getting a five million pound player, the wage automatically will be. Well, a five million pound player, unfortunately, these days, is, it's not great. I mean, mm. I mean let's be honest. I mean, you look at something like the English market, forget £5 million doesn't get you a decent haircut and shave down south. But it can get you a good good player from the Balkans or Scandinavia, yeah. can't it? As you say, the rising stars. Yeah, or make them into a £5 million player. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that. But then everybody's looking for that. Yeah. The Celtic's biggest challenge next season is definitely the recruitment. As you say, there's a lot of players leaving, there's a lot of players out of contract, and a lot of players we should move on. Um, and there's a lot of key positions that we need, you know. 
Celtic's problem, as you've said, is we have good players, but they only seem to fit the starting eleven. When you go beyond that, you know, when you go in, when you dip into the reserves, they don't seem to be very good. You've, you can't have players like Callum McGregor and Kieran Tierney playing 15, 60 games a season. You, know, yeah, you need, no, to, have, you need yeah. to have guys capable of stepping in. Yeah. Mika Lustig looks as if his best days are behind him, although if Neil Lennon's the man, just suspect he might probably get another year or so. You know, we need a goalkeeper, we definitely need a striker up there with Eduard. You know, those key areas in the pitch that we really need to strengthen. Um, and I think recruitment is probably a bigger challenge for Celtic next year. The recruitment, that, will, that won't be the manager's domain. No. That will be away from the manager. Um, but I think when it comes to like, back to the managerial appointment, I mean, Brendan Rodgers, I think people slotted his recruitment because his man came in and they did sign quite a lot of, quite a lot of rubbish, right enough. But the great thing that Rodgers had in his, his, his locker was Brendan Rodgers was, was terrific at turning a 500 grand player into a 5 million pound player and a 3 million pound player and a 13 million pound player. When you look at guys who, I mean, Chris Ayer, Carl McGregor, James Forrest, Kieran Tierney, Mr. Dembele, I mean, Ryan Christie. Tom Rogic, all these players were improved under Brendan Rodgers. Didn't sign most of them, but improved them. So the manager at Celtic, should the manager at Celtic be just a guy who gets the team running every week and then works in tandem with the recruitment department, or is he going to be a guy who turns players into assets? That's the kind of, this is all part of the... They're not mutually exclusive, are they? manager matrix, this is the Celtic manager matrix. Yeah. Yeah. need a motivator, an organiser, who can get them through qualifiers and get them to over titles, but can also turn a 500 grand player into a 5 million pound player on a consistent basis. How do you get that? Are they two, are they two the same guy? That's the problem. They, they've got is to it for Celtic, haven't they? Well, got I, mean, the, but, um, I think, I think Rodgers was both those guys. I think he's, he's. I don't think he's got a great eye for a player, as such. I think he can make a player. I'm not sure about you know, I mean, he's recruiting at Liverpool. He's also a bit. I mean, he blamed it. The, the, the transfer committee. So I don't. I don't know about the, the, the eye for an actual player, but he can't deny that he can turn players um, into uh, make better players. But that's where do you find the, the managers got both these quarters, all these qualities? Is it, is it going to be both? Because there's been a lot of talk about whether Celtic are going to go for a. Director of football, head coach type role. Yeah. Um, do you think that's is that something they're exploring? Yeah, yeah. And do you think it's been spoken for a while? It's been spoken for a while. Um, I, this is this is maybe part of Peter Lowell's longer term exit strategy. I mean, he is. He's been there a long time. Um, I don't think I can think about a long. I think he likes it too much to, yeah. to, to go now. But I think, I think long term he is looking for some sort of exit strategy. So a director of football there. Would make sense longer term. I think it's something that's been mentioned a few times over the years. Maybe more so now with Rogers leaving, it's a chance to kind of look at the structure. It wouldn't surprise me if they did that as well. Um, but the head coach would still be the same criteria: win trophies, get in the Champions League, and make these players assets. Um, and sometimes these are conflicting motives, aren't they? Sometimes it's like playing a guy who maybe is maybe struggling for half a season because they will get the benefit next year and make money two years in the line it's not always working in tandem it's yeah. a difficult one I think the thing is Rogers managed to balance it I think Roger balanced it because he brought in a, a, a sort of English Premier League work ethic organisation yeah. everyone in the Celtic team even now you know they're calling him a genius that even when Neil Lennon came in he says the standards that Brendan Rogers set were unbelievable I mean you, I think the worry is as a Celtic fan you know we were up here with Brendan Rogers, the training the diet the, the organisation the way they done absolutely everything yeah 
and and that is uh, that is probably a major part of what improved these players. So in many ways, the board know how it works. There's no really a magic formula. You just go out and get the absolute best manager you can pay money for, and yeah. it, and it works. Yeah. Um, and and to, I think there's you know a nervousness that if you veer away from that, you know if there's I don't think there's any doubt that Neil Lennon would be a step down in in, in many respects from Brendan Rodgers. Listen, well, I think, think anyone yeah. will be. Yeah. I think I think Rogers is the real deal when it comes to the manager. I mean, I think um, he talked to the players, and I think, and he he did. He was well. I, mean, I think he's, he's, I think he recognised that he could win the league. Mm. He could put you right in some team <laughs> most week. Um, well, maybe you. Maybe not me. But no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I can just big enough for me, that's yeah. a problem. But um, but we want to give guys a chance. I mean, and listen. Cal McGregor's a great example. Cal McGregor's a guy who's always been a great little squad player and nobody wanted, everyone was happy with him, but he wouldn't be a guy to build a team around. Mm. And and for a while Rogers kept playing him every week, week in, week out. Maybe it's maybe at times when people were thinking it's strange why he's not playing the day before last it was Stuart Armstrong or somebody else for, for Cal McGregor. Well look at the benefit they've had this year. I mean Cal McGregor is probably the most intelligent football player in Scotland. Nice, I mean the way he reads the game. Um, he's always been a great passer ball with good feet and all that stuff but the way he leads the game now is unbelievable and that's all down to Rodgers I mean he's moulded them and, and was patient and he's made them to have Ryan Christie as well Ryan Christie I mean a year ago people were going what's the, what's the point of having Ryan Christie really he's a good player but not good enough all of a sudden he's injured people are thinking that's a nightmare yeah. it's a guy who's one of the first picks in the team uh, but Patrick nowhere, but he kept persevering and coaching them Finding these guys are that's a real top top class manager yeah. and coach. I suppose he coach more than anything else. Finding that is is not impossible. Getting that level of coach again, because um, I think Rogers will eventually be again. I think they will get back to being like a top four England. Mm. I mean, I'd, you could end up at Stamford Bridge again, I, 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 but I, come the summer he could. I mean, I understand. You took the Leicester job because he will get a job on the back of Leicester. He wouldn't get the job on the back of Celtic, so I understand why he took it. But um, the clubs turning on now, when you look at Chelsea, Arsenal, and all that, I'm thinking, maybe we should have, maybe we should have had a phone them. Imagine they could phone them with somebody, probably go anyway. Uh, <laughs> I know, that makes a little more. be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way that eulogy just turned into an assassination of the guy. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Right, uh, on to Sunday now. There's been so much chat, kind of sparked a wee bit in a sense by Chris Sutton tweeting on Saturday. Uh, about this guard of honour, not Ibrox. Should it go ahead, Jamie? Remind me of the rules of a guard of honour. There are. Do, are, we, there do we do? Do we do guards of honour here? Because see, if you do it, you, you need to do it for Celtic. I mean, I don't personally care, but I mean, it, it's turned into a sort of a. I think Hearts did it last season, didn't they? Yeah, it's a sort of get it up. You think? I think the Celtic fans just want to see Rangers. Give Celtic the guard the honour, but I don't think any of the Celtic team will particularly care about getting one. Are you? Do you care then? As a no, fan? I, I know this doesn't make good podcasts, and I don't particularly care. But it would be funny to see Rangers have to give Celtic the guard the yeah, honour. Right? Yeah. It'd be petty and funny for me. It's quite uh, interesting. I don't know if you've just been political, but uh, Stephen Gerrard after the win over Hibs said, uh, "I don't know." When asked about will there be a guard of honour, I need to speak to the board. I mean, yeah, is, that, is he really contemplating it? Oh, listen, I think he was caught in the hole. That was the idea. So he kind of caught in the hole with the question. He didn't really know what, what the basis was. He'd been so just yeah. kind of back that way. I would ban guards on her. 
can't stand them. I think they're, they're, they're the rubbification of football and all that stuff. The what? Rubbification oh. of football. So this, is, this is for Farquhar and the pals. Right. Are all like, get it, yeah. get it, go on. Can't bother them. This is what I mean, it seems like sporadic. It's, yeah, it's, I can't bother them. Mm. It's like, f- football is the most sneaky, underhanded um, business. I mean, players will, will, will dive and they'll, they'll batter each other and all that stuff. And all that, and do we get the one? No, no, listen, it's, it's full, isn't it? It's just, just not. It's been mentioned before, but I think it was not. It's not Hibs didn't do one for Rangers and they got upset because the didn't have the James Tavernier. Yeah, the, the good grace to give him a to give him a, a guard of honour. Um, it's just another thing to get upset about, really, isn't it? Like if if they don't do the guard of honour, the people are a bit huffy about it. Certain fans just want to just twist exactly. the want to see yeah. the faces uh-huh. they do it, uh, especially Ibrox. But they can't. They can't do. They can't do one. No. They can't, they just can't do one. Like it, I mean, it doesn't matter, we can debate it from now to, to, to kick off, but it's not going to happen. Okay, thanks for killing that. <laughs> uh, right. right, Lenny, Lenny and his corner joy. Uh, you touched on it earlier on, Michael, about sexy football, making a, a, a brief return at least. I've never done sexy football. I used it, but you said they were better. Because you're different, it was just my obviously. I don't think the podcast is the place for that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Neil Lennon was delighted with the scoring from a corner and a diving header, something that the, the former that they hadn't done all season, scoring from a corner, correct? Well, not not entirely. No? No, it depends, depends if you're talking about direct from a corner kick, no. But when are we talking first phase, second phase? Yeah, because I think if you're counting second phase, I think Celtic are third in the league for scoring from Scotland. Yeah, but the conversion rate is appalling. It's mm. under the average goals from corner kicks first or second phase is about two and a half percent. Celtic is about one and a half. Because Celtic average over ten corners a game. They get sixteen at home game. They average sixteen game. Sixteen mm. corners at home. I think that's oh. what you've said is quite interesting. There, the conversion rate for a but not to these no, but it's, it's two and a half percent, and I think. I think that, that uh, a lot of people don't realise yeah. it's that low because every time someone's you got for a corner you think hey, we've got a good chance of getting a goal here but the, the fact what? is you really don't what, yeah, in football you're, in general you're, I'm sure you're more yeah in football in general you're more likely to score from your own by kick or an opposition corner than your own corner you're more likely mm-hmm. to hit the lightning I think or a bit, yeah. a bit of a shark yeah. but, uh, the Celtic scored from a corner okay. but I think, I think it's I think it's about 2.5% is the, is the average for most teams uh, scoring from corner kicks first or second phase or but I think Celtic below that because they, they get so many corners, I mean, you're 16 at home. If you get 16 corners at home game, you think they'd be a good chance of getting one or two away, but they don't. Um, which is something that's bugged Neil Lennon. Yeah, well, but I was just going to say. Things that have improved in that, I think. You've really bored me by all this, but Neil Lennon was infused. Well, I, 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 like, my, you know, I like my stats. That's ah. um, I think, um, but it's, a, it's a, a basic, can you think of it as an opportunity to ball in the box and get in there and, and head that away? And it, was a great, it was a great goal. Um, I think before that, I think, I think it was two. I think, I think the, the, the Scott Brown one at Kilmarnock, remember, uh, the last minute goal was came from a corner kick, and then um, Boyata scored at Hamilton from a corner kick. Yeah. But oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been few and far between. Um, and like, if you're a Celtic manager and you're getting 16 corner kicks a week, you want to cause a threat from some of them. So I'm understanding why he's delighted. Okay, okay. Uh, let's return to the, the game at Ibrox uh, this weekend. How much of a significance if Celtic? Beat Rangers is there for Lennon being being appointed full time, anointed and appointed. I think it's going to be a really tough game. I, I think it's going to be a really tough game at Ibrox. Games after you've won the league anyway are, are already a lot tougher than they need to be a lot of the time. 
Um, I think Rangers were stung by, certainly by the celebrations at Parkhead, but also by losing at yeah. Parkhead the way they lost. You know, you know, Celtic might have won the game, but I, I was at it, and Rangers had, you know, a good turn. A good second half, yeah. They had a good second half in that game. You know, they'll have a target of wanting to win both Glasgow derbies at Ibrox. They'll not want to, they'll not want to get beat there. Right. But at the end of the day, I still think Celtic are the better team. Celtic got a lot of winners in their side. They've got the better players. They've got a lot of winners. Scott Brown is they going to just go over the league's done. You know, they're going to try here. Neil Lennon will definitely have them organised and they'll be right up for the game because I think you're right. I think, you know, if Neil Lennon wants this job, the Glasgow Derby at Celtic Park, the Glasgow Derby at Ibrox. So if Celtic lose this weekend, he's not getting a job, you think? I don't think it's as critical as that, but I think it's uh, winning this game would, you know, when he sat down with Peter Wall, this would have been one they identified that they want to, they want to win. They want to get the league over the line, they want to win at Parkhead, they want to win the cup, and they want to win at Ibrox. Okay. Michael? I think this is really interesting because the two teams this year, I think um, when the pressure has been on Rangers, they've folded. And when the pressure has been on Celtic, they've risen to the occasion. The pressure has been off Celtic, they've no bother the ball the backside or whatever. Um, so so the who's pressure, the pressure with them? Well, that's what I'm getting to. The pressure off Rangers looked terrific. So the last four weeks, Rangers have been caught on teams left, right and centre because no pressure on them. They've looked at the world beaters. As soon as the pressure goes on, it changes. I think the pressure is on Rangers. But at the same time, it's off Celtic. So it's two teams in their optimum circumstances for performance are both not getting met that next weekend. Um, but it's not off Lennon though, is it? It's not off Lennon. Lennon's not in the park. You can only do so much. Right. Um, so it's, I think it's really interesting. When you look, I mean, the, the, the old firm game at, at, at Celtic Park summed up for me. I thought um, Celtic were good for a while. Um, Rangers went 10 men. No pressure on them with 10 men. All of a sudden, Rangers are the better team. And they were, they were, they were terrific for a spell. As soon as Bayata limps off, the quarter out to go, there's almost a realisation that, that the momentum is strong and the pressure was then on Rangers to go and finish the game off and win the match, and they buckled. Mm. And that summed it up. That summed it up. So when the heat's on, Rangers will, and, and Celtic stand up. So this is going to be weird because the pressure, I think the pressure is on Rangers for performance at home to, to, to take to the next season. This is off Celtic, so both both teams are, are not going to be in the circumstances which is their natural environment. Yeah, of course. So yeah. It's, I think it's going to be interesting to see if Lennon can create a pressure for the team that he's under, therefore I think then it's different. He's a master at that as well, is And the actual that game itself and the kind of desire to beat your rival, that should create that. But listen, deep down it isn't there. I've seen even old firm games after losing one, they tend to get won by the team that's, that's been beaten overall in the league. So it's very interesting to see how Lennon's task this week would create that, that tension and pressure that does seem to get the best out of Celtic. Um, there is a lot of pressure on, on Rangers and there's a lot of pressure on Stephen Gerrard in this game because you know, their season, I mean, their season's been pretty miserable. They're, they might have improved, but to win only one Glasgow derby, to then finish potentially double figures behind Celtic after all the investment that he's been given and all the talking about tangible reach and all this sorts of stuff, I, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of pressure on Rangers and a lot of pressure on Stephen Gerrard in this game. Um, but as you said, again, I think Neil Lennon will create a lot of pressure for himself because he will absolutely want to win this game. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll see this as setting down a marker for himself to, to get the job. I think, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think, I don't think there should be any pressure. I think the, the Tierney should have packed away. I think Scott Brown, Cal McGregor, Michael Lustig, all these guys who have put away their cup final in the corner. 
Would you um, play? Would you just get the reserves out? No, doesn't it work that way though? Doesn't I mean, Celtic or Rangers? The, well, that, well, you mentioned so, Kieran Tierney. That's a worry because you're right. He shouldn't play. And I thought it was actually quite surprising. He came out last week and said they had a double hernia. Most players don't usually come out and say, "I have got an injury here or an injury yeah. there," which leads me to believe that we might not see him again. But what your options at left back? I mean, we're probably going to end up with Johnny Hayes because as a gear, he's just no at it at all. Yeah, I mean, they could. I mean, I think. Um, there's almost a many they could they could they could rest. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Sanovic and I have been rested. They've not played the, the no. sixty games this year. Um Tolian hasn't been any good. But um but you give him a game maybe or even play Tony Ralston right back. Um I think he'll stick with Lustig though. He's not a guy he's a break. I mean he's Right, um, but there is one guy who's had quite a bit of a break, uh at least in playing terms, and that's Lee Griffiths. We're we gonna see him back. I don't think this season. No. So you don't. No, because Neil Lennon is quite quite strong, and they he was yeah. basically urging Lee Griffiths to come on. Yeah, it's time we saw you again. Want to be him as well, but it's not. You don't think we'll see him on Sunday? Time, I, I no. I think I think mentally it'd be good for Lee Griffiths to get him back on a football pitch this season. I think. Maybe you know, help him. I think it would help him. Yeah. I think it'd be important for him to pull the jersey on and, and have some minutes before the season's out. I think the last game, maybe the last game, season Parkhead. Yeah. Come off the bench, maybe something like that would be nice for him, I think. Yeah. Um, to do part of things for the season. But in terms of the cup final, the last meaningful game, I, d- I, d- I would doubt it. Um, but I, I do think, uh, I book so firm and all that, it's, you can't, don't often get a chance to just give guys a game or, or, or rest players. But is it the smartest thing to do? I, th- I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Celtic have been running in fumes for months. I think a lot of these guys could do a, a fortnight off. Um, but then do they want them battle ready for the final? Maybe. So it's a, it's a tricky one. I, I don't really know. What do you think? What do you think's a tougher game? A tougher game. Yeah. Oh, I think I think the Rangers game is tougher, but, yeah. but less meaningful. Yeah, I think. Um, Hearts. Oh, I must admit, I think Hearts are pretty pretty poor. Um, and then big catch at Hamden. I, I don't think. Could be doing, couldn't it? I could see it. I mean, they're very one-dimensional. Yeah. I don't even think they're one-dimensional parts. Mm. Like Piaz is injured as well, isn't he? Um, he's he's been struggling. He looks as though he's done his hammy weekend, didn't he? Uh, I don't have him. They smashed really. I don't think make it either. So, I don't... Uh, it's a cut final. You, get, it's, you just need, need to win it. But I don't think Hearts are going to provide that stiff in opposition. They've been honking for months. Um, so, the going to be tougher, but it doesn't mean anything in the bigger scheme of things. Perhaps apart from Tulane. And and the support, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's round this off with uh, Jose Mourinho. Yesterday, or Sunday that is, in the afternoon a tweet came out from a respected Italia, Sky Italia journalist, uh, won't pronounce his name because I can't, and he said that they'd been approached by Celtic to Mourinho uh, and couple of reporters checked out with uh, Celtic sources, sources, uh, HP and Red, and I think it was, <laughs> and it came back, no, denied, complete complete rubbish was the response. Celtic also uh, intimated that they haven't begun any recruitment process, they haven't spoken to anyone else, would that be a dereliction of duty, Jamie? Well, I've said it's a, it's a tough one because, you know, I hate to get a wee bit meta here, but if Celtic had come out and said to to the journalist, I we've not spoken to the union, but we've spoken to others, and, and Neil Lennon still got a handful of games to play and a cup final, 
that that would put Neil in a, a really precarious position. Do you not think? Uh, listen, no. I, I don't agree. I, when they say it, no rubbish, I would agree. I believe that sentiment. When they say that I haven't spoken to any, anyone else, I would be yeah. very sceptical of that, that statement. And, I, and for the reasons given. Also, I, I understand why they can't say that they've been, they've been looking and, and, and they've made discussions. They've all made discussions, they've been contact made either to the club and from the club. Um, and I also understand why they've knocked down the, the, the Mourinho stuff because um, that's not that. The rumours have been flying about for, for weeks. Uh, listen, he's, as we mentioned, doing the rounds for a while, wasn't it? And he's always spoke quite well of Celtic Mourinho. Well, he did, yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, but Celtic, listen. Come on, the special kinda, one. You kind of uh, think, speaking internalistically, you think, let it rumble for a couple of days, I'll have a bit of fun with it. But Celtic don't really, can't really do that because if Celtic let it rumble for a couple of days, they're setting the expectation bar pretty high and the, anyone they give the job to, whether it's Lenny or anyone else, is going to be a bit of a down September step yeah. after being linked with Mourinho for a week. So I think they have to they have to manage expectations. I think that is the reason why that would be knocked down so firmly. But, but to answer your question, I think I, I like going back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, Neil Lennon is a fine manager and he's done a terrific job. Um, and if he gets the job next season, so be it. But I think my personal point of view is that I just want to see a recruitment process. I want to see, okay, we looked at Neil Lennon, including everything he's done this season, and we looked at David Wagner, and we looked at manager X and manager Y, we considered all the options, and, and we do believe Neil Lennon is still the best guy for the job. I don't think saying, oh, we took Neil Lennon, and we didn't bother speaking to anyone else yeah. to see who's out there is, is necessarily the way to do it. But that being said, I don't think a club like Celtic, they, they couldn't operate with blinkers on, like you say, they'd be getting approached by agents, they'd be getting approached by out-of-work managers whether they want it or not, and these conversations sure, sure, take place. CV was sitting in the train. Uh, I see someone from Anders. <laughs> 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 and then, um, aye, uh, Scala and all these guys. Aye. See, uh, these guys, uh, people going being, being approached and people would hear that the Celtic job might be available and they'll be putting the, the feelers out, but I just, I just want to see a recruitment process. I think it would be a dereliction of duty to not even consider speaking to anyone else and just yeah. give it to Neil Lennon at that I'd point. I'd love to see Mourinho on touchline and Dingwall next year. Be, that'd be amazing for you guys. It would be just, I mean, well, but there's a section of fans who would, would, <laughs> would, would, would reel against it. I don't have forgiven them for, from Seville. Mm, um, I think that would, any anger would soon dissipate if he actually got the job. Yeah, I think that's a very, very uh, small, that's a very small section of Tidy, almost. That's Tim Foyle, that's your pals on Twitter. That's an age <laughs> thing. That's an age <laughs> thing. It must, have, must be the, the times when a healer. Because mm. Mourinho's been hated for, for nearly 20 years. But see, let, let's just kind of enter the realms of fantasy. You've got two <laughs> arguments. Sexy right? You've got uh, two <laughs> arguments. You've got one. HR next door, by the way. You've got one camp that would kind of dream and say, well, Mourinho, we could could do a Rodgers and rehabilitate his career. He's now kind of stocks a wee bit lower, Mourinho. Uh, and you start putting that rationale together and you think, hmm, maybe, maybe. And then the other camp would say, well, he would command a salary of £10 million a year. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. And plus the fact, Thomas Tuchel's probably getting the sack at Paris Saint-Germain given their Champions League failure and their... Coupe de France failure, so it's nonsense. I mean, I think you touched on it earlier, Michael, when you said there'll never be a, a big name of that. You can't, can't say never, but I, well, you did. It's recorded. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, the problem I have with a manager like that is high maintenance managers need to be maintained, 
And it's not just in terms of the wages, it's also in terms of demands. And I think it got to a point with Celtic and the Rogers that became an issue. That, um, maintaining that high maintenance manager was, was difficult. Um, really? Mourinho makes oh, Rogers look completely small fry when it comes to demands. Mourinho uh, has fallen out with every single person he worked with for, for 20 odd years. Um, oligarchs and all that, so we fall out with anyone. Um, I can't, I mean, Mourinho could have his pick of any club. In the world, pretty much. You say that though, but would, would PSG fans be happy if, if Mourinho pitched up? Because, like, you know, like we sort of touched on, he is a bit. I mean, he's a bit yesterday's man. You know, didn't he really work out from it, Man U? His best days were maybe behind him a wee bit. You know, a club that PSG might be looking to the future. I think Mourinho's whole next home is probably your your, your second tier European, maybe like a Lyon or Roma. Somewhere like that, I think he's more likely to end up. Where he'll probably still get more money at Celtic. Definitely get more money at Celtic, but I, I don't. I, I just don't see him as an elite, elite manager. Uh, I don't, you don't think one of the top five decades of managers of all time is an elite manager? No, I don't know. I see him as that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if these elite clubs would necessarily be looking at Mourinho. I don't know. I, don't, I still think he still carries pretty much. I know he wants. He wants the PSG job. That's uh, the one. I think he still, still carries a lot of clout. Um, I, I think immediately after his. Manchester United spell, maybe it was a bit frowned upon, but it's going back to what you said earlier, a wee bit of time elapses, a wee bit of distance grows, and it's then you just remember Mourinho twice Champions League winner. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, I I think we're back at that stage. If the main objective is to win the Champions League at all costs, then you're, you're, I'm probably contradicting myself here. They, they might just put up with Mourinho and see how I, it goes. I think Mourinho is still on the, would be in the frame for the top 15 jobs in the world. If they, when they come up, if they come up. Well, if, um, I know. But so, I mean, no, 15's a, 15's a pretty big. And you know, I think that is the only way Mourinho would pitch up with Celtic. But I think you're right. Yeah. If, he find, if he didn't get the PSG job and he's looking and he's going, well, I'm not getting an elite club. My choices are X, Y, and Z. I might as well go to. Celtic, but I, I just I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't, I don't see know, it. No, right off. I, I must admit, when we were working on the, the Rogers story a couple of years ago, there was a bit of myself thinking, oh, I, can't, I can't see it. You can't see Ben and Rogers, and then all of a sudden there's 15,000 at Parkhead, and, and Rogers walks through the building. And Stephen Gerrard at Rangers, albeit he hadn't, he hadn't coached maybe, or anything, but maybe it's slightly different that one. Yeah, but, um, but Rogers, who was I'm talking about manager. the sense of the name, though. Yeah, you know. but but was <laughs> another level again. Yeah. Um, so what level I are Celtic at then? I thought I just looked for my visions of radio you know, next to the, the taxi that I'm right? yeah. <laughs> next to the gazebo, hearing uh, up and down the touchline, I mean, celebrating that. I just, uh, I mean, I mean, his shoes cost more than the entire Hamilton like his squad probably. Yeah. Like, um, so. And the, the question for Celtic though is like, as you say, you push the boat out and you get Mourinho, and he's going to need backed. But, but even with Mourinho and the maximum amount of backing you could give Jose Mourinho, we're just talking fantasy here. How, how much better could Celtic do in the Champions League? Because there's obviously a ceiling for Celtic, given how the sort of calibre of player they can afford. So, you know, if, if Brendan Rodgers could he break through that, that ceiling. Lennon did. Well, has football gone on? Has it evolved even further now? Is it disparity greater? Oh, I, think, yeah, I mean, if you're going, if you're going to play this, this kind of game. When is Barcelona wins? If you go to this kind of game, Mourinho, you would be back Mourinho to get Celtic to the last 16 Champions League, genuinely. There's nobody, there's nobody better in world football at, at getting results against better teams than Mourinho as well. I mean, he's, he's, he's managed the, the real elite teams that are the better team, but when he's playing against teams that are better than his, 
he's fantastic at it. In yeah, fact, yeah. this is probably strength. Yeah. So you think if he even with limited resources, you would you would eat everything out that a, a team like that. But listen, this. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's absolutely no chance of me going on a hot date with Kelly Brook. <laughs> Kelly Brook, yeah. She features in any Kelly Brook I know, but right. I'm not aging. Uh, right, okay. So please answer me, Michael. If we're not at Mourinho level uh, and they're not at Benitez, or, or are they? No? I think they can ask the question. I think they can ask the question, but I, I suspect the answer would be. So g- give us a name that the, the level that they're at then. I don't don't see any line. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, you, you do look at guys. I mean, you look at guys like David Moyes and all that stuff. Moyes, yeah. I think, will be hanging around. See the thing about David Moyes is everyone makes that noise when you mention David Moyes. I don't understand that. I, I, but I don't because see when you look back at his Man United tenure. I mean, he's, he's done better in Europe than any subsequent manager. Like, he won the Europa League, wasn't he? No, Jose won the Europa League with Man U, but he yeah. done better in the Champions League. But Man U have regressed, you know, since he sat down, they've not really done much. He done okay at West Ham. He's obviously still a competent manager, he's just not very trendy, he's a he's bit drab. He's had, what, four jobs in the English Premier League. He's had... He was good four, at West Ham. He's had four Manager of the Year awards in England. Yeah. He's, uh, he's managed Manchester United, one of the biggest clubs in the world. His CV, alright, I see he made a couple of tough moves. He went to Sunderland, Sunderland was a bad yeah. one. Great Spain, was a bit daft as well. Mm. Um, two, two bad choices did the right West Ham did, did what he was required to do yeah, West Ham yeah. uh, I don't get the sniffiness I think he's viewed as a bit doer um, I, think, I think that's it I think it's his personality I think he would I think he's absolutely made for the Scotland job if they can persuade him to take the Scotland job I think that's one I don't think but he, he was he was rather cool about when I on asked on Talksport about the Celtic job he was kind of basically saying rather well I want to go back to England yeah, that's that's what I want to be. That's what, that's what the, the, the money is. The yeah, but to go, but to go public with that, yeah. you yeah, know, to actually admit that mm. when there's a potential job for him. Yeah, by the, the job where he spoke to Celtic with the job before the Rodgers got it. Yeah. And by the way, see, he got the job then. Um, see, Rodgers wasn't in the scene when he got the job. He got, by the way, 5,000 at Parkhead, welcome at Parkhead then, yeah. three yeah. years ago. Not so, maybe not so much now. Um, because he's made a couple of bomb choices since then but I, I think they'd be just completely discounting Moyes but I think there's been too much water on the bridge for Celtic um, for that to happen now but, but Scotland can, can have them. that's nice yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys thank you very much that's all from us this week we'll be back next week don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available and if you liked it please review and rate us on there too thanks for listening